0: So, death was a very, like, was the anchor of my life for a wow. couple years. So, photography, in a way, to me, was the only thing that I could really find that could transcend my life.
1: Can live
0: way longer
1: than... It, it was the thing that would make you immortal. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I completely understand <laughs> that. I totally understand that. Yeah. What What spurred that fear of death or that obsession? Was it just, like, an I, awareness of mortality or was it something outside? I think it was... Get, there, get that get that line up real quick, you know what I'm saying? Um Welcome to character development. I'm with the uh photographer Mavro. Uh who the hell are you?
0: Who am I? Uh I'm just a kid from Lawrence, man. Okay. No, honestly, I'm just a dude from Lawrence. Uh but I'm also I'm also I wanna say to my kids I say this a lot too. I'm evidence that you can do whatever you wanna do in life.
1: You're evidence that you could do whatever you want to do in life. Yeah. How are how are you proving that concept? So,
0: especially at their age, so, I mean, for some context, um, my my kids are all in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I very much remember thinking. So, are these
1: your school. you gave birth to these children? No, no, no my kids. <laughs> like you're saying, your kids.
0: <laughs> my kids, bro, cause this is my youngest man. I love them. Uh, so I, yeah. I teach photography to this group of high school kids. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Those are my kids, man. Those are my youngest. But I remember being their age and thinking that the only way for me to make it air quotes make it you know I mean, like in in the industry, photography, whatever it is, I wanted to do in life. Like, I had to be from a city like New York. I had to be from LA. I had to be from Chicago. I had to be from a air quotes a city that's plugged in. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, Lawrence is such a beautiful city, but let's be honest, like it's not on New York and Chicago level. Man,
1: We're not even Boston, bro. <laughs> exactly. I mean, a lot of people, when they are from Lawrence. They go elsewhere. They say I'm from Boston, you know what I'm which saying? is wild to me. And I mean, um, more easily identifiable, but yeah, yo, I mean. Yeah, but go ahead, continue. Yeah,
0: though. no, so yeah, on that note, it's just more like I'm just a regular dude from Lawrence, Massachusetts, a place that no one has ever heard of. Okay. As you, as as you just said, a lot of people are from Lawrence, and they see they're from Boston. Yeah. Because it's more easily to identifiable because no one knows where Lawrence is at. No, for sure.
1: You know, no, so sure. I'm just a
0: regular dude from Lawrence that is doing things I never would have thought I'd be doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. On that note, I would like to say the only people, not the only people, but people who I do see claim Lawrence. Are oddly not from lawrence they're actually people from our surrounding cities who want to be hood yeah. like you know what i'm saying um because i've seen that and i'm like you're not from here like i've never seen you before yeah i've never seen you <laughs> You know what i'm saying um that's funny but um but what is the uh what is the mission of your photography why do you why do you photograph all
0: right so that reason has changed honestly because viewers have asked me that question again when i was maybe 18 19 20 years old so not that far into when I started, because I started photography pretty late, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, How old were really, you? I was about 18, maybe turning 19, when I, really, like, okay. when I got into photography. That is kind of, yeah. It was just yeah. kind of late, you know, because, like again, my youngins, I have one that's 14, yeah. or just turned 15, and and they've been shooting for two years, so they started when they were 12. Wow. Okay. Which is amazing, so I can't even imagine where they're going to be when they're my age. Yeah. I will not be saying my age out loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm talking shit.
0: But, yeah, so, I'm, again, I'm, I'm 26, almost 27 okay i can't even imagine if i started at 12 years old that's insane to me you know so i guess like looking back i started pretty late so 18 almost 19 years old give or take um and at that age 18 19 even like when i was 20 if you asked me that question when i was that age i would have said that the main reason i photograph is because i want to prove that i existed
1: that's funny, cause you know I, I said this in the episode I recorded yesterday. Word. Like literally, like that is the the point of human of the human will. But continue though, yeah. I, I want you to, you yeah. wanted to prove you exist.
0: Yeah, and I want to. I mean, I want to hear more about that too. But yeah. I just wanted to prove I exist. I mean, one, cause at the time I was taking a lot of philosophy classes, you know. So Shout yeah. out to Aristotle, and you know. That's my boy right there. <laughs> you know, I was taking a lot of philosophy classes, but overall, like the reason that I even took these philosophy like classes. So it's not like I took these classes and I just happened to gain the interest because of the class. I took the class because I already had this interest in death. Truly, that's what it was. Like, And I, in a way, still have this fear of death. But at the time...
1: Oh, you said death. Death. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. not
0: to get into some existential... you no. know,
1: like... This is a, I, this is a, a very philosophical podcast, bro. Oh, I go, love it. Go crazy. All right, you don't even get me
0: started. But ultimately, yeah, so I started reading a lot of Aristotle, a lot of Seneca. I don't know if you said Seneca. Yeah, a lot yeah. of yeah. The journalism. cynic yeah yeah yeah. I yeah, know, Seneca. You know, yeah so Seneca has a lot of journals especially like how to like there's a book or journal entries that he has a combination of them called how to die which wow. really is called it's really about how to live a fulfilling life that way when death comes around the corner yeah. you're ready kind mm-hmm. of thing so death was a very like was the anchor of my life for a wow. couple years so photography in a way to me was the only thing that I could really find that could transcend my life can live
1: way longer than it, it was the thing that would make you immortal 100% Yeah yeah I completely understand that I totally understand that yeah. What what spurred that fear of death or that obsession was it just like an I, awareness of mortality or was it something outside
0: I think it was I think I always had that awareness of mortality especially as as like a young and I I mean you know I never hurt like any any animals I was never really into like death itself which is more the idea of growing old. It's, even when I was younger, I was already thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, think it's, I feel you know, like, you. you know, so it wasn't necessarily that death was the thing that scared me. It was more just growing old. And there is some differences between, yeah, yeah. you know, like, but I think a big thing for me was like seeing my, my grandmother grow old. And then eventually when I was in early high school, so like 14, 15, I lost my aunt sooner than, than I thought I'd ever would. Especially mm-hmm. at that age, when we're younger, we just believe that all all the adults in our life are going to be yeah. in our
1: lives forever. The realization that you know your parents will die one day is one of the hardest like pills to swallow. Yeah. Like when you're young, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and if you're old and you haven't accepted that fact, you know and I mean, <laughs> not that like yo, it's just it's a it's a reality. You know what I'm saying. But continue. Yeah, yeah, no, no yeah. for
0: sure. And you you bring up a good point. So me losing my aunt. Then made me question that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, that if I can lose her, which you know I was very close to her. Yeah, I was like, if I could lose her, then really I could lose anybody, and anybody then by extension means my mom. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just, so then I started questioning again, like not only my mom's mortality, but then my own. And this became this thing that just drove everything that I did. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was I became obsessed with like wanting to make an impact that's bigger than myself. Wanted to make something like you said that makes me immortal. Just obsession with like my mortality mm-hmm. and then photography ended up being this thing that just like people love what I do. And it's just like, also this is just the beginning of the digital age. So if I make something like that, like, yeah. a, you know, something digital that necessarily isn't tangible and can't break down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for example, if you br- build all these structures, I go to break down eventually. Yeah, yeah Everything yeah. to dust, we all return mm-hmm. things to the digital age to me was like, that's not going to break down. I, death
1: I think you and I have actually been on, on, the, on, a same, on a very similar frequency, even though we haven't talked about it. Yeah, for sure. But continue to please, please.
0: That's where I was at. And I was you know, the digital age from here, I can't even imagine where it's going to be yeah. when I'm in my 60s and 70s. So, like, if I start really tapping into this and making things and, and just pumping it into the digital world, like, I'm going to live forever. Yeah, yeah. And then that's where it was for the first couple of years of my career. Okay. It's definitely not the same thing. I think there's still... That's an undertone now. Mm-hmm. It always will be. But now I have a different mindset. For yeah,
1: sure. yeah. It, it's sort of like... And I, I understand that because... In, in the undertone respect. Like, I no longer, like, write for the sake of of learning how to die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because um, a lot of my young... My youth and a lot of my artistry... I was, a, I was obsessed with death, my brother. You know what I'm saying? And... um I was i was driven by that and that's always why to some extent why i've been in, always been an impatient person you know what i'm saying and accepting my own mortality has caused me to be more patient granted i'm still not the most patient
0: <laughs> you know what i'm saying don't
1: <laughs> irritate me please yeah um fuck. what did i fucking ask you bro I just, got, I just got sidetracked
0: um i mean i think the original question was why do i photograph
1: so yeah so what is the purpose now yeah yeah that's the purpose the the now
0: of. I think the main purpose now, truthfully, is is really to just make an impact on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Which really, if you think about it, that's just an extension of the original basis of immortality and like living forever. Because then it's like, yeah. my impact and my influence will live on through others. And hopefully they carry what I took <sighs> to other people. And they just keep passing the torch. Okay, yeah, The yeah. things that I taught.
1: That's, that's beautiful, that's perfect. I, fi- I, have a, I had a physics professor, actually. Um, this dude loved to shit on Christianity, but he was probably one of the most religious people I met. Not like technically religious. He just had a spiritual understanding of things. Still an atheist though, as far as I know <laughs> though. Which was like, I'm like, you're a strange character, man. Yeah,
0: that's interesting uh, dynamics. <laughs> yeah,
1: but he gave me um, a breakdown of like the analysis of like the resurrection and the whole Jesus shit, um, and what the Holy Spirit is, and the Holy, Sp- from from his perspective. And I, you know, as a non-subscribing person to religion, you know what I'm saying. I actually like it and I agree with it. But the idea of the Holy Spirit um, is the memory of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because by remembering, we we actually keep life. You know what I'm saying in the in the person, right? And the resurrection of Jesus was not the physical resurrection of Jesus, but the the persistent um, remembrance of Jesus as he rose in our minds. You know what I'm saying? Um, and in our consciousness, right? And a lot of beyond that, because that is not even a religious thing, but we do it all the time with art, where a lot of it is memorialization or, um. It, it's all its all an attempt at, at, at immortalizing things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A moment, a memory, a person, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of times, that's just the, the, the constitution of our society, not in terms of, like, economics or, like, politics, but just how we see ourselves and then how we treat ourselves yeah. is really situated in, um, like, the artistic consciousness of a culture, you know what I'm saying? Even the people who aren't artistic are affected by this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do you feel has been, like, the social value of photography? Um Yeah. Sheesh. I mean, it's a loaded question now.
0: It's like, like, the social value? I, it's crazy because I just feel like photography now is such a pivotal thing in, in society, at least like, at least Western society. Yeah, I don't know yeah. you really mean. Like, that's the whole other conversation, but... We need to
1: go out East, like, go we'll talk and do, <laughs> yeah. do some investigations, you know what I mean, do some learning.
0: But if you, like, if you really think about it, just, like, photography and just, like, visual media is just pivotal. Like, again, you, you think about things like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, especially now, mm-hmm. who has taken over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, like, people don't think about how important it is for like visual stimulation and really photography mm-hmm. like everything we buy is we buy because we're influenced through ads ads have photographs of the thing that you want to buy yeah, yeah. you know so it's like regardless like photography is literally everywhere uh-huh. now we're accustomed to having our phones 24 yeah. 7 and photographing our meals or ph- yeah you know what i mean so it's like yeah and i bring this up to the way i bring it up is important because the first week that I I like our first week with, with my youngins, I taught them I taught them or, I guess I talked about like I who here, is a photographer like 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 have you ever done photography before, and none of them raised
1: their hand. Even the one who've been doing it for two years. Yeah. Live.
0: But that's that's more of an identity thing. I mean that's more of like yeah like uh, what is that um you like, got a like feel imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? That's more like oh well. I have a camera and I take pictures, but I don't deserve the title of photographer. I know what you mean. You I know feel what me? you mean. I that's had a, a different f- conversation. I was gonna say that's a different conversation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I asked them, like, who is a photographer or like have y'all done photography before? Mm-hmm. And none of them, like none of them raised their hands. And then I'm like, All right, have y'all ever documented or taking pictures of something important? And again, none of them raised their hands. And I'm like, I right, then who here has iPhones? Or just like an average like like a modern smartphone with a yeah. camera built in all right, everyone raise their hands. And I'm yeah. like, all right, have y'all taken a selfie? Or have you taken a picture of your food before and uploaded it on the gram? Yeah. And Again, they all raise their hands. So I'm like, so then what's the difference between doing that yeah. that you don't deem important? For example, you know, because the question is, again, like in society versus whatever you think is important. Yeah. Points. I'm just like, everyone now in this age is a photographer, really. Like everyone takes photos, of everything. Everyone yeah. got a camera roll of, of an archive of their life. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone has photography in their life now, at least
1: a thousand percent. I think it's true. I think you you point to another another phenomenon of the digital age that I it's a it's a phenomenon of our whole society for like the past however however long, and I mean especially American society. And I think the digital age kind of like disturbs that, and it's this idea of expertise versus legitimacy, okay. like all those youth. All your youngins, they had the expertise, like they had the knowledge of photography and doing all this, that, and the third. But it's like you say with imposter syndrome, yeah. the legitimacy. Do you feel as though you are legitimate and you are, are um, official, so to say, mm-hmm. in um, in having this knowledge, right? Because a lot of times, what well, legitimacy is, you know, we trust our doctors because they went to school, but they also got the 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 MD, the, the, the degree to to show for. To legitimize the expertise yeah. versus so what actually on that note, what do you think about that? Is that uh, spark any thoughts?
0: Yeah, so I, I'm glad you actually bring that up because um, I had a very similar conversation not that long ago. Um, I feel like, and I'm I'm for it for sure. I'm for like what I'm about to mention. Um, the conversation of like legitimacy versus again like expertise. I think we're slowly going towards the legitimacy doesn't necessarily matter. Anymore.
1: I think yeah, at we're, least in the arts, we're re-legitimizing. Yeah. Like we're, we're we're redefining what legitimacy. Yeah, that's means. what it is. So not necessarily
0: straying away from it, but just redefining what it means to be legitimized. Because then it's like, I feel like a lot, and I. Sorry, I just I feel like a lot that I've a lot Nali, of things I've bro. seen lately is, a lot of these bigger jobs, a lot of these bigger gigs, a lot of like photographers out here shooting for GQ, for Vogue, for this. Or videographers and people who are directing Bad Bunny's video, music videos who get millions of views and these big gigs that like back in the day, like you had to be you had to have gone to NYU school of arts, like TIS School of Arts or the Masters, like only these people would get these opportunities. Now it's all about people who just know what they're doing. Yeah. And they've never gone to school in their life, like they just happen to either be born with this talent and they just have the eye and they just know the right people or put in the work. Mm-hmm. But it's like, again, there is no, for example, there's no MD, there's no yeah, diploma yeah. to show what they know. They just know what they know and based off of the strength of either work that they've created, again, work they created without this degree.
1: Without the the, the, <laughs> the, legit, the legitimizing yeah. structure. Yeah, you know, you know so, like yeah. just
0: work that they created with their own bare hands yeah. off of their own knowledge. That is now what, is used to legitimize you. Yeah, Not yeah. like where you went to school or who taught you this. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? How well can you do it? Oh, word. You're good at what you do. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's different now too. And it's like, I I love it. In a way, I love it because it's just like, again, back in the day, these opportunities were only accessible to such a niche or a small pocket of individuals mm-hmm. versus now is like, it don't matter wh- where you learn it. As long as you know it,
1: yeah, <laughs> you no, know, you know, I think um, a lot of innovation in our society, um, technological, artistic, intellectual, is lost because of that legitimacy problem. You know, I'm saying um, because people who do want to pursue these things then have to enter these these fields or these um, academic realms that have their own rules and restrictions. And a
0: lot of those things are standardized too. They're
1: standardized <laughs> and. You know? They don't incentivize change necessarily either. They don't necessarily want new ideas. They want new ideas to support the old ideas. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because that's also how you maintain the legitimacy of old knowledge. You yeah, know what I'm like saying? Like new um, ideas
0: done using the old formats, whatever yeah. the case may be. Like yeah.
1: Exactly. We had the... Um, y'all should check out the, the Graham Hancock. Um, oh, I love him documentary on, <laughs> on Netflix, Apocalypse. Yeah. It, it wasn't as as great as some of the podcasts he's been on where no. he's gone into mad yeah. detail. I, I,
0: those podcasts are crazy.
1: It's fucking wild, bro. <laughs> but he's an example of someone yeah. like, yo, he did legitimate research and investigations and asked legitimate questions, but because his theory was counter-mainstream, counter like, they pushed him out. They wouldn't publish his shit. He yeah. couldn't have a career in academia because of it. Yeah. Even though he was a... It's not, not that it's not that hard to be an academic but it's not that hard to be an academic like like know um, you're writing papers and you're doing cool shit. it's mad fun like you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not like you're building cars or like mining for for fucking, uh, lithium batteries yeah you know what i'm saying and shit um yeah but so have yeah any any, any response to that or should i next question i mean Shout out to Graham
0: Hancock. That's the that's that's the guy. That's the goal. That's yeah, the that's, goal. That's the goal. Um, for uh, for those who haven't seen his work or have never heard of his work, highly recommend at least seeing a podcast or two. Cause yeah. the man just he knows what he's talking about. And again, like going back to like the legitimacy thing is like I wouldn't question if he went to school for for the things that he talks about. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't question if he's like, you know, you bring up good questions, but um, can I see your degree? Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. like, nah, it's just. <laughs> Yeah. You know,
1: a, lo- a lot of charlatans can masquerade um, with some sort of paperwork. Like, I know I have a lot of professors and I don't I don't I haven't had these professors, but I know people who've had these professors who are just butt cheeks because their priority is not like teaching or even the work. It's self-validation. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the thing is that 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 degree is very validating. People look at you differently. People treat you differently. Mm-hmm. I've had like real talk. When I used to say I want a PhD, girls looked at me differently than when I tell them I'm an entrepreneur. When I when I was saying I, I'm gonna go be a PhD, I was much more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. no, people don't always believe in the the entrepreneurship thing. It's hard, it's challenging, and it, it, is, it, it might fail. I also know? feel
0: like entrepreneurship now nowadays has a lot of negative connotations. Definitely. You know, a, a lot of
1: corny people, a lot of charlatans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, snake oil salesmen's out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What Ponzi is it?
0: Schemes, pyramid
1: schemes, like, mm-hmm. like, just forex? Like,
0: forex. Uh, oh God! <laughs> Unfortunately, get like linked to the idea of, of yeah, you
1: know, which sucks. no. Nah. and you know you're an entrepreneur, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you have this service that you provide for people, and at the end of the day. You know, entrepreneurship is about solving problems and adding value to people's life. And I was just speaking with Kincaid McLaren. She's a photographer in Providence. You know what I'm saying? Um, And she was talking about improv. There's like an access problem to photography. Photographers are expensive. You know what I'm saying? Getting them high quality things is hard. Um, But she's come up with some really interesting strategies for how to like, how do we still make sure photographers can get revenue? Um, while still providing, you know, photography. People need headshots. People need shit for, you know. People want to become models. People want to become mm-hmm. actors. Um, people want fucking family photos, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like you say, bro, it's it's a service. You're you're providing a memorial service in a way. Like you're you're capturing these moments for people, and they hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? Wolford is always gonna look at that picture you take of him and like be like, <laughs> damn, I'm a sexy ass man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, on 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 um. So, how has been, like, you know, enterprising your service and your photography, and what has it been like um, making money and working on it, right? Because, you know, we love art, and it's cool to do art, but motherfuckers got bills to pay, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, what, what's yeah. that experience been like for you?
0: Um, I mean, I'll be honest, man, it hasn't been easy. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? So, I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie, just out here, oh, bro, money... C- It doesn't always come, (laughs) you know, um, and it's been it's been a struggle for since I started doing this and it still is. You know, I mean, I think the struggles change and and you adapt and you start filling in certain pieces. But it's it's always going to be hard, Mm -hmm. Um, at least for now in my career. Maybe later on, it won't be an issue I have to worry about anymore. Um, But it's it's been tough. And. I think it's, it's. it's particularly harder for me only because I don't like doing shit for money. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, if it comes down to it, like, I just feel like once you start doing something, not only for money, but as a job, it immediately, like, distinguishes, like, the passion. Like, mm-hmm. I no longer want to do it because I have to do it. Yeah. You yeah. What I mean, like, if I got to do this for a job because I got to survive, then I am not enjoying it anymore because again I have to do this. And now there's pressure. Now there's, again all these things that come with it, um, and that, I think that's my main thing too. So to really finding that balance of like, I wonder if I can get, like money elsewhere. And then just use this thing that I love to do and do it as that this thing that yeah. I love to do, and not I don't know, just separating that. And I think I think a, a big thing too, especially like not nowadays is like ideally yeah like we'd all love to get paid to do what we love but really though getting paid to do what you love and having that be your job isn't always a good thing no because again like if you got to do this all the time like that's how you get burnt out that's how you lose inspiration that's how like writers block but artists block it's the same thing you know so it's like doing it consistently i personally don't like that i'd rather have like another job that might Tie into what I do, and I still enjoy. Mm-hmm. But then keeping my craft as just that, my craft. Have Obviously, you, like I still get paid for whatever gigs I gotta do, you know. But yeah. it's not my main source of
1: income. It. Uh, it, it's it's like that side money type shit. You know what yeah. I mean? It, I know what you mean though. Have you have you ever seen the movie the the menu? I, it's on my list. I haven't. No, I, I haven't seen it either. But I'm <laughs> like a spoiler king, um, and I just be watching like movie analysis cuz I just love like I don't even care if I'm I, I'm gonna watch the movie still anyway yeah. even though I know exactly <laughs> what happens um That's funny. but it's exactly one of those situations where this guy who's a chef um like goes so hard and and does it all for material gain and validation right and okay the whole movie is him actually just fucking committing like a a murder like you know what I'm saying as a result uh, that's such an extreme case. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was just on my mind. Um, the, the accumulation of of all that burden and stress on your craft, because it's supposed to be kind of therapeutic and yeah. it's supposed to bring you joy. Yeah. Right. Um, man. And it reminds me have you ever seen Friends? You watch Friends? Like the show, Friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, team the office, man. Bro, you can be both. What the fuck?
0: You can't pin too bad. Nah, bro. I I
1: just watched this Instagram clip of, of like Saudi Arabia, the office version. No way. Yeah, I don't know if it was real or not, bro, but it was bad funny. I need that. And I've, then, seen, I've seen
0: season one of like the English version, like the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not it. It's not it, bro. Nah, nah, it's I'm funny. I'm glad we
0: made it funny.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but fucking. I'm sorry to nah, I was gonna say is it fucking? I, I was, I was waiting for Ronaldo to come out you know what I'm saying he he signed to Saudi Arabia or whatever. Yeah. But um have have there ever been um moments of imposter syndrome? All the time. To, oh. this, to this day still. Okay. I feel
0: like I don't know, I just I feel like it will never fully go away. You know what I mean? Cuz I've also realized now that I've been, you know, I've, I've gotten the opportunity to work with more established individuals or even more established brands um again like I never. I don't want to say I never would have thought because that's that's a little pessimistic. But it's more like, it's just I'm honored to be able to have worked with brands like Adidas and brands like like Sacconi, like or Sacconi, pardon me. It, it, they heard that they'd be pretty angry. But it's Sacconi, yeah. It's it's Sacconi. I thought I'm pretty sure it's Sacconi. Bro, yeah. I've been saying Sacconi's <laughs> like everyone says Sacconi, yeah, yeah, bro. I, I said that. Yeah, man, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I did was wrong too. But regardless, send, send <laughs> us a pair
1: of free kicks and honestly, we'll say your name right forever. Hey,
0: forever, bro. For real. So again, like working with these bigger brands as well, like in my mind, like people as established as a brand like Adidas or as a brand like Bodega as a brand, you know what I mean? Like in my mind, people and groups of individuals like that know what they're doing. Like that's like this is like elite, like again, this is this is a business, this is a corporation, this is an entity. Like Mm -hmm. they know all their moving parts move Mm -hmm. fluidly, like everything is oiled, like this is perfect. That is not the case
1: hell the fuck no yeah, absolutely yeah. not tell That's, us more yeah
0: that is not the case yeah, not yeah. talking shit about about any of these people that I've worked with at all Everyone I've worked with has been absolutely amazing yeah. so the, the reality is even people in those situations who make a lot of money doing what we want to do and work with these people and and do these big gigs and major production photo shoots and all this like with big budgets of twenty thirty forty fifty thousand dollars like everyone at the end of the day is just strictly doing their best Mm -hmm. and they are trying to figure it out as they go yeah yeah there is no such thing as someone who knows what they're doing Uh so with that being said that made me feel my first time i ever like i ever had like a big gig like that which was a couple years ago made me feel so much better because i'm just like it's not that i have imposter syndrome and and i don't think that i i'm good at this it's more like bro, we all really just winging it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) To an extent. Obviously, to an extent. Like me, I'm very confident in what I do. Like I'm ready, but I don't know at all.
1: There's methods of the madness. There's methods
0: of the madness. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I've noticed that that really is a consistent thing. And I shouldn't generalize and say that everyone is like this. Maybe the past six experiences that I've had just all happen to be people (laughs) like that. But at this point... I think that's that could just be a universal truth, where it's like we all just trying our best, man. we all trying our best, and like we're doing what we can with what we know and, no, what we, and with what we have
1: for sure, yo, nah, bro. I think it's a universal truth because <laughs> you know, besides this podcast, my day job, like I interview entrepreneurs for um an incubate an entrepreneurship incubator. I don't know if you know what an incubator is. They just fucking incubate.
0: I was like, I know in terms of like, like, it, like babies. It's <laughs> almost
1: exactly what it sounds like where they, okay. they take baby projects and they they help raise oh, them. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I like and, that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yo. Um, I, like, I like the wording. I never like would have. Yeah. <laughs> check check out um, in Rhode Island. I'm going to look this up, but I think it's um, green, Greenhouse uh, Incubator, Entrepreneurship Incubator. You got to check that out um i'll find the real title eventually but what you call it including this podcast i think there's got to be like episode fucking like 13 maybe or 10 but including this podcast i've interviewed at least in two two to three months i've interviewed over 20 entrepreneurs and that has been there's no you know i think on the outside it looks perfect it always does but on the inside they know the priority is completion not perfection yeah. You get what I'm saying, um, completion to the best of their ability for sure, completion to the best of their ability, yeah, you know? yeah, um, because it's funny though that you know I think us as consumers don't often realize, oh, it could have been better, like according to the to the person who created it, it could have been better, mm-hmm. but like we don't care because we just enjoy it as it is anyway as it is. yeah, you know what I'm saying, um because again, like, I don't know, nothing is perfect, bro, nature's not perfect, you know what I'm saying, um yeah how do you feel any any follow up to that
0: yeah and i um yeah just i, I guess I just want to add like it really be like that like it like it re- it' really be like bro, we're just trying to do our best um and I think it looks so perfect from the outside because like the more you do it like, like whatever it is that you do, um the better you get at figuring it out in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the better you get at just, like, adapting, the better you get at, like, making quicker decisions and whatever the case may be. Because, again, like, I've, I've gotten in, I've thrown myself into, like, projects or shoots or whatever where I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea what I'm even doing. But then once it gets, like, once the moment starts where I got to, like, do it.
1: It's you going?
0: I am going. Everything I'm not. Done. I you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm going. I'm gonna pick up my camera and figuring it out. and I'm figuring it out as I as I do it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like that's where the skill is. It's mm-hmm. not it's not knowing exactly what you're gonna do. And the nah, it's more like being able to like take what you know and applying it to any situation.
1: Taking what you know into situations where the things you don't know, and then using the things you know to learn the things you to, don't
0: know. To figure it out. And quoting what you said like a couple minutes prior is like. We are problem solvers.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's literally all we are. Fucking troubleshooting like a motherfucker, bro. That's but we are problem solvers. So it's like, yeah.
0: There's no way anyone will ever know the exact like resolve to any problem unless you tackle the problem head on. You know, you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. So I think it's just crazy to me that like when I was younger, I used to think that like. These photographers and, and, and these brands like they got it all figured out. Like everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. They are the best at what they do. And then I, now I'm getting to meet these people where like my 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 inspos are becoming my peers in a way. Yeah. And it's yeah. like
1: I'm I'm like, oh shit. Idols like, become rivals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? Where I'm just like, oh wow, like I thought you had the whole world figured out. And I yeah. thought you knew everything. And then now I'm just like, I just help you with something. That's crazy. You, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, bro, we guys are just doing our best. Mm-hmm. Really. That's, that's the, the scope of everything I wanted to say. Like, No, no, for sure. <laughs> we are just doing our best.
1: You know, I, I get the impression, too, that you had to make a lot of bold choices. Um, is that correct?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you... Were you... And, and you know, I, I say that, like... Yeah. We we often, like, discount what's considered a bold choice. Like, you know what I mean? We, we may think it's... Um, bold to, like, go, go spit game at that shorty or whatever. And it is bold. Yeah. But there's a lot of things we don't consider in terms of the parameters of modesty and boldness, right? Were you, o- were you always prone or keen to making bold choices? Do
0: I think something I had to not only learn how to do, but, like, build the courage to be able to, like, make that decision when the opportunity arose. Yeah, Because yeah. there were opportunities in my life and in my craft and my career where I had the opportunity to make a bold decision and I did not out of again, fear or or um uh what were we just talking about? Um Modesty. Modesty but uh brain fart. Oh, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Um yes out of fear or or out of like imposter syndrome or like oh I can't do this. I can't do whatever whatever the case may be. Um yeah, but then not only later on, so learning how to how to take those bold decisions and how to make those decisions, but then also like having the courage to do so.
1: Yeah, and yeah. And then
0: eventually I very much took a couple or made a couple bold decisions.
1: What was the first? Do you remember the first bold decision you made?
0: 100%. It was an opportunity to a really big gig that I knew I was not ready for, but I took it anyways.
1: Yeah. Do you <laughs> encourage anybody who's not ready for something to go out and go do it anyway? Yes. All right. I do... I- with to an extent. It okay. depends.
0: Like read the room and, and really like <laughs> analyze and, and know yourself. I mean, like because yeah. like, also what is that word being boastful? Like like just not
1: Yeah.
0: You know, where it's like
1: I know what you mean though. And that there is and I think that is often why um people can be hesitant about the modest approach. Um because or hesitant about the bold approach, I should say. Because yo, so many things, and I think our life get convoluted or like mixed up with other things, right? Where um, some people confuse confidence with arrogance, right? Yeah. Some people confuse um, I just leave it at that, right? Confidence with arrogance, like right? I've had people tell me, "Yo, you're mad arrogant." I'm like, no, I'm not, because I this is the thing. I don't shit on other people.
0: Uh, like, exactly. You get right, what I'm saying? saying? There's key differences because you can be confident about yourself and what you do without bringing other people down yeah, and yeah that's the that's the difference you know
1: it's a level of self-awareness you know what i'm yeah. saying um because yeah i know i'm mad smart it's still mad shit i can't do in my life like yeah. you know what i'm saying um and that's one that's important because i think a lot of people see intelligence um as very, very legit
0: in, and very intimi- intimidating
1: very intimidating but also very status giving like we think we think highly of smart people sometimes and in a way that sometimes we we undercut it because they make us feel bad about maybe our, our lack of intelligence. Right. Um, because, you know, our ego really um, our selfhood, I should say, you know, is dependent on expression. And. When you express yourself, you, you garner. You will garner a certain amount of status, or you will garner certain reactions. You know what I'm saying, and you will garner like a a, a reputation of sorts. You know what I'm saying. Um, you know, you asked me earlier like to talk a little bit about that that expression stuff. Have you ever read you read a little bit of Nietzsche at all?
0: I don't I don't need to, man. I know. An-
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I want to. Though. I really do, but I just I gotta be in the right headspace for
1: that. He 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 can be pretty fucking heavy, man. Yeah, um, that's
0: why I just like you know it's only because I, I read a lot about nihilism in general. So yeah, but I know that's like king nihil. So I gotta be ready for it.
1: I, I got I I do wanna <laughs> I do wanna make a correction there, man, because he isn't like the he's actually the biggest or
0: father. I guess like in terms of I'm gonna finish. Yeah, please.
1: He he gave us language for nihilism, but just like everything else in our society, like anything created on the ivory tower is what I call academia has a really, it really gets the, sh- it's a telephone game. It gets miscommunicated as it trickles down to us. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause Nietzsche was, he wrote about nihilism because he was afraid of it. And he was afraid of us becoming a nihilistic community in society. Right. But then now my motherfuckers are like, man, I love Nietzsche. I'm a nihilist. I'm like, bro, you didn't get it. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but you know one thing he talks about is and there are instances where i'm like i need to chill like and one is for example the will to power um and it's sort of this argument or this theory that every human being has the um our it's almost like a will for control we all seek or desire control power and i think in his language was control you know what i'm saying um because we want to exercise our strength over the world right because that's how we have mastery that's how we become safe and secure right um nothing can harm you if you are master of everything right um or if you have power over everything and now i'm getting now i'm convoluting it a little bit right <laughs> uh, even this is a little uh, mixed up and watered down but i say that because i didn't i didn't totally agree with it and i've heard other people come up with other like wills too kind of theories, and mine is the will to expression. Like, you know what I'm saying? There is this internal energy or force inside of us, drive it, and it seeks to come out. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it seeks to impress itself on the world and become permanent, you know what I'm saying? And to be validated. Because um, we have this weird thing about us. And low-key, I feel like, you know, um, the the LGBT movement in our, in our society you know, a lot of people, I, I'm, I'm in the middle on a lot of things and I hear a lot of sides. But just from the middle perspective, I think what that proved to me, especially like in regards to like trans people. And this is why I have like, you know, sympathy and respect for people, you know, who go through that, who go through that experience. And, you know, who make the the, the claims they do about existence and acknowledgement. Like we want to be seen because we, we want to exist. You know what I'm saying? We want to have material. Um, we want our flesh to be flesh. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it all starts with what's inside of us, right? And when those things disconnect, because that's what I think the imposter syndrome is too, to a certain extent. It's a disconnection between the inside and the outside. Mm. On the outside, you're being told you're this or you're you're that, right? And it's a good thing, usually. From inside, you don't feel that way.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, yo. How do you feel... What do you What do you feel like photography does as a medium different from other mediums? Um,
0: yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, so first of all, I guess I'm going a, I'm to a start on the technical aspect of it.
1: Because it's
0: like... I'm super into art. I mean, I'm like super into art history as well. I mean, I love the techniques. I love everything about... I'm super into Caravaggio right now. Caravaggio? Yeah, Italian... Renaissance painter. Oh I'm about to Google whatever. God.
1: If you look, yo. Is worth... he the dude who made the, the, the David cut off the head of Goliath? Yeah. The fucking, the, 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 um, was that the Hitler in Paris album cover?
0: Oh, I don't know about that, but I know that, like the original piece. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause fucking Westside gun. <laughs> I, I know that's how Hitler in Paris the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> um, no Westside gun had an album cover. I think I'm pretty sure it was West Side Gun had that on his album cover. Garbagio. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, no, no, I ain't gonna that. look it up. I know who we talking about now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he, um, it's like his, his technique is absolutely insane. And again, I don't know too much about the medium itself in terms of like, like studio art, like painting, mm-hmm. but I don't need to know about it to appreciate it. Yeah, you yeah. You know? um, And I've been super into his his work lately and I just, I love art in general and just like what it takes to really like Conceptualize these pieces and make these grand paintings like by hand. I think to me it's a, it's an absolute like. It's an absolute like. I kind of threw me off.
1: My um, bad, bro. <laughs> it's it absolute what? Um, I'll stop fucking with the shit. The camera's off now. I don't work no more. Whatever. You, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? No, I just want to make sure it's still recording. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is. It is. Right, it's just fucking um. It was just stuck in one frame. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, they what all saying?
1: It was absolutely. Yeah, something. just like
0: being able to like make these these really these pieces like these grand pieces for. The, I mean, if you ever been to a museum, I hope.
1: I've been to a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever
0: seen like a really big scale painting? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, bro, like the awe from me like the awe inspired. I don't know, bro. Just something about it is, <sighs> like, beautiful and yeah. also kind of like ethereal. I don't know, man. But just seeing these large paintings to me, has always been insane, especially because I know that, like, personally, my hands cannot create those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it goes really, to tie all this back to your question, um, on a technical aspect, I appreciate that photography, you don't need to have technical skill. I mean, so it really, like, it alleviates that
1: struggle. It's a more accessible it, form of art. Exactly.
0: Really, to put it, to, yeah, it's a much more accessible form of art. Cause it's like, I don't, bro, I can't, I can't draw and paint for the life of me. Nor and I. You, you get me? So, but then it's like, because I can't do that and I truly don't think that even with study and practice, I can get any better. Obviously that's a very pessimistic way to look at it, but I just, I don't think I'm capable of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's like, then why, why should I deprive myself of some kind of form, like some kind of expression? Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that photography just made that a little easier for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. Dude, do you feel um how do I put it? Like, I know some people who be like, nah, man, you can do whatever you set your mind to. <laughs> and it's like, probably, but like it's a it's a weird it's a weird um position because brother, you've gotten so fucking nice at photography. And like that's your like Maybe. that's your thing now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's... Not that it'd be weird if you started painting, but like it would be kind of like <laughs> a new. It would be a new character arc, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. no, damn. I had a. Have you been to Italy?
0: Nah, I want to.
1: Okay. I mean, I you you were traveling though.
0: Yeah, I'm traveling. Where I'm where have rich. you been? Um. Honestly, not too many places yet. Um, I try to cross a list off or cross a place off of my list every year. Um, I also return to a lot of places because they... You've
1: been to the UK like, multiple times, right? Yeah, twice.
0: Yeah. Um, but, for example, like I went to Arizona again last month.
1: To it's Grand my, Canyon, yeah. That's yeah. my fourth time. Brother, I, I love, every time you post a picture <laughs> of the Grand Canyon, I'm not it like... It just feels new to me. Bro. <laughs> it <laughs> just know, feels like, new to me, yeah.
0: And I... You know, so there are places that I, I return to because they just resonate with me on a spiritual level, man. Like, mm-hmm. Arizona is one of those places that, like, I go really to truly rejuvenate. Like, I wow. go there, bro, to just, like, no phone or nothing. It's just me, my camera, and it's nature. I mean, it's just, like, this vast openness of the world, and it just reminds me how how small and, and what's the word? What's well, synonym for not important.
1: Um, insignificant. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Insignificant. I am. Yeah. So it just reminds me that I don't matter. Again, not to t- not to touch into nihilism, but <laughs> No, but I so
1: I think I think you no, know, but nihilism raises an important point. I think we have to nihilism has to be a phase. You yeah. can't stay nihilistic. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's an important step I think to a larger um like personal rebirth. I, um, yeah, I agree. Because this is and this is my question to you. Why is it important to you to feel small or insignificant?
0: I think it's because we place so much value on the wrong things. Okay. Honestly, I think we place value on the wrong things, and and these like this value is what sets 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 things up like. Oh God, um, just what's the word disappointment? Um, you know what I mean. Just like I can't even think of the words right now because it's just so much, but. I think personally, I need to be reminded because again, I set I set so much value and importance on the things that really don't matter, mm-hmm. whether it's the material things or whether it's a job or money, it's like these things truly really don't matter. What matters is the human experience, the human connection, mm-hmm. relationships, like moments, how you feel, give me mean, like, like health. And I mean, actual health, and like, you know what I mean? Not just, not just, yes, taking care of your body, but your mental health. It's just all the things that actually matter. We forget about in the day to day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's facts. It's it's um, it's a rat race, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think a little more than it just being a rat race. Um, we live in a city.
0: Yeah.
1: There, where are the fucking trees at? Like, you know, yeah. what I mean, we put we put concrete around the tree. You know, what I'm saying we don't put um trees around the concrete. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're yeah. containing it um here, and like so. For example, like when I was at Oxford, one thing I really appreciated was that I could just walk. Into these like little woodland area, straight out of my crib. Can't do that here. No. When I used to live in Ohio, bro, the woods, we would fucking go to the woods. I used to get in trouble for going to the woods. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because we were not supposed to be in the woods. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it really, I felt the call. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To go be, be wild and free. And even yeah, now, yeah, I just
0: feel feel like to an extent we all have that. We all, have, we yeah. all have that like, I think you said, like that need. I think there's different things inside of us too, but one of those things is definitely to be one with nature. Yeah. Like just being outside, truly like outside and just like being with nature is just like everyone has that and at least I hope everyone experiences it to a certain extent. So that to me is like yeah, that's like my my high, honestly. Yo. So I go back to Arizona at least once a year. That's been Touching like my grass. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know what I mean? Like, um I always think of uh, that that line from Frank Ocean, what song is that? Was it Pink and White, where he's yeah. like, where he talks about kind of yeah, like, yellow. like yeah, yeah. like, uh, man, what's that line? This guy like
1: was Pink and White <laughs> singing Black and
0: Yellow. He he talks about like, like kneeling down, like kissing the land that that birthed you. Damn. Um, something along something along those lines. Let me sure It's just like grateful that I'm even here.
1: No, it's real you know? shit. Real shit. This is why I think also people need to study more physics. Um, and I think they also need to teach physics in like elementary school in an environmental way. Because like, so much just gets lost from our not having knowledge of how even our planet works. You know what I'm saying? Um, because also the planet in, can teach you a lot about you. right? Um, if you want to learn about love or friendship, you know what I'm saying? Watch some animals. Because they're also free and pure from all the social and expectations that we put on ourselves, right? You know what I'm saying? But like a wolf pack is a family and they have brothers and sisters and they operate in hierarchies and they express emotions. And some people just aren't around animals enough. Like you, you be around animals. If you, if you think animal don't have like a, a consciousness or some type of thought and emotion, like bro, be around them.
0: Because yeah.
1: Um, yeah. it's freaky. Yeah. It, and it shouldn't be freaky. It's pretty obvious. that. Yeah. You know and I mean, um, here's a, a question, you know, and this is kind of bringing it back in a roundabout way. You know, you're a photographer from Lawrence who travels frequently. Yeah, which I
0: never answered where I've been before, so I apologize. Yeah, I yeah, yeah.
1: We can, we can kind of move. <laughs> I feel like you, you gave me some top twos because also, yo, if you're going to go to UK at all in the next year, bro, I'll be there. So come visit.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually, I, I want to. Um Again, I was in London a couple months ago, too, yeah, to in yeah. Iceland. Um, but I, I I loved
1: it out there. It was amazing. It's a good time, man. I was in Oxford, and Oxford was, I won't lie, kind of whack. I love the people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The physical space, though, like, I felt weird eventually. And also because there was too many fucking trees. Like, at the end of the day, i was still a city kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it got so quiet out there, I was disturbed. Like, eventually, like, I couldn't sleep the first, like, few weeks. Like, you know what Jeez. I'm saying? It was too quiet. Yeah. Um, but when I did go to London for a week, bro, I was in my element, hopping on the train and just riding wherever the fuck we was going and just pop, 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 yeah. pop. you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, how do you feel? Because, you know, this is a topic of conversation we've had a lot in Lawrence. I feel like I had a lot growing up um, in Lawrence. It's like, oh, we need to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? We need to leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing for us here. All the goals that we have will not be achievable here. Um, That's crazy. You sound like
0: half my life right now.
1: Tell me, like, <laughs> what what is what is your reaction to that? What is your you know? Because now you don't seem like someone who feels that way, right? I don't. You know what I'm saying? My so my whole life
0: was that. Uh, at least my lo- my whole life, here and Lawrence was that. Yeah. Up until like I don't want to say recently, but maybe a couple years mm-hmm. was that exactly exactly word by word what you just said. Like there's nothing for me here. The yeah. goals that I want to reach will not be met here. Like I need to get out of Lawrence.
1: So what has, what has sort of like re um or, or changed your perspective?
0: I think really mainly two things. The first thing is, no. is like gratitude for this space and for what this city has given me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the, like the, that's the first thing that like Lawrence has given me everything that I am now. You get me? Um, and, I, and I don't think I, I was really considering that before, I think. I think I was too busy looking at what other places, really other cities, could give me versus what Lawrence has already given
1: me. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, um, truthfully, just proof that you do not need to be from one of these major cities. Again, going back to like what we talked about when we first started this conversation, um, I started getting all these opportunities even though I'm from Lawrence, Massachusetts and, and based out of Lawrence, Massachusetts and living, you know, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Just man. because of the power of social media or the power of the digital age, like, people underestimate the power of these tools where it's like, bro, the digital age, you can talk to anybody in the world. You have access to 7 billion Bro, people. you have access to the entire world through through your screen. Mm-hmm. You do not need to in be pocket. and Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, in your pocket. Yes, obviously it helps to be yeah. in a place like 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 New York, whatever the case may be, where if, if an opportunity arises, you hop again, you hop on the train and you're there. Mm-hmm. and it's a little different. so there's obviously there are limitations, but it is not impossible. Yeah, and yeah. I think once I really started getting plugged in and meeting these people and getting these opportunities that I would never ever in my life would have thought I'd be getting. Mm-hmm. once I started getting them, I'm like, oh. I don't need to be in a place like New York. Why would I want to place myself in a situation where there's not only more people, which means more competition to do the same thing that I want to do? Yes, more opportunities, but way more competition, first of all. And then, second of all, it's like, again, on a financial thing, we're just like, don't even get me started, but why am I going to place myself in a more difficult situation to try to reach these goals when I'm much better off here?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: because then it's like, opportunities and this and that, yeah, but then it's like, even just starting new in a new city, I'm already lower than where I am now.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. You know? Nah, I think it's true, and you know, this goes to my point about, um, it's not just, again, like, academia that I think is, like, deteriorating in terms of status, but, you know, again, you know, and you... Your job opportunities used to be way more limited without the internet. And I'm not just talking about like remote working. Um, Your ability to connect to people. Before LinkedIn, it was probably really hard for a motherfucker in um, New England to go get a job in Oregon. And I I know somebody who did that. Like literally took the road trip out there too. You know what I'm saying? The car took their dog and everything. Yeah. My
0: friend, same thing for, uh, for Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, Got a job in Oakland, California. Literally coast to coast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if that was possible. That wasn't alive 30 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I I just, again, the fee, the feasibility or at least the frequency of it, you know what I'm saying? Has definitely increased. You know what I mean? Um, on a, on a final note, yo, we're going to wrap up, man. You know, Cause you know you also you're one of the first people, who I didn't have to necessarily explain to like the theory on digital, like you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Cause not a lot of people think about digital, um, in terms of space. Like we've run out for the most part of physical space, you know and I'm saying, but even if there is a finite amount of digital space, I think as creatures we're so small, they might as well be infinite to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because like,
0: we never... Even if there is a limit, we never, ever reach that. Limit. We're never going to
1: find it, yeah. right? <laughs> we're never going to reach the end of the universe, but we know that shit is huge. But we also know that there's like an end there point. Is, yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. wall somewhere, maybe, or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know what are what are your your thoughts on just like where do you think the digital age is going in the next five ten? Let's go five years because ten years is a long time 10 with, years the, with is digital.
0: A, is a long time, and I think it's also one of those things where a five year difference, let's say from nineteen ninety five to two thousand, is not the same amount of growth if you compare two thousand fifteen to twenty twenty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though the same amount of time, you know, even though it's the same like amount of actual time in terms of five five years but we've like the the like the amount of growth that happens in those five years yeah is different you know so five years from now i can't even imagine i feel like honestly i i don't know and i think there's so many different possibilities now with this new ai stuff coming out don't Mm. even get me started with that yeah you know like with ai like not even coming out because it's been around for a very long time but with ai being a thing
1: coming out to us at yeah. least like yeah. you know what i'm saying
0: to like the masses
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know fucking wells fargo or jp morgan probably done has some great ai for <laughs> that 10 15 years doing
0: you know what i mean You know so, what i mean yeah so you know with ai being a more common thing let's say yeah now um things like virtual reality as well like really trying to to set their footing because it seems metaverse. like yeah you know things of like the metaverse because like vr has been a- around for a long time as well but it's always just kind of just been like a niche pocket yeah where it's like now they're trying to make it a norm or now they're trying to make it like no this is the future i don't think so personally i i don't think the future is vr but i honestly like i don't know i i don't know and it's kind of scary because i just feel like <laughs> i feel like even me to my youngins Bro, I'm not even old. Like I'm 26 years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like me to my youngins, like I feel like I have a very special group of high school kids that I think this group are very tapped into to things like nature and being a good human being and the soul. I mean, like they're good kids, but I've seen kids their age that are completely disconnected from reality, where it's like their entire life is just digital age. They don't know how to communicate. Like yeah. so, like they don't know how to be so how to socialize mm-hmm. like you know so there's a big disconnect and i think that wedge is just gonna get bigger yeah that's the only thing i'm sure
1: <laughs> now woof woof you know i don't totally disagree with you but i i agree with you the fuck did i just say <laughs> i don't totally disagree with you but i slightly because yeah. this you know i don't know we we are gonna have a new dilemma um coming our way and this is something we talk about with, with, with I talk about with Jimmy on the show before. I talk about this a lot with people in general. I remember part of the reason why I quit making rap music five or four years ago, five years ago, four years ago, was because the disconnect, that wedge between who I was on socials and who I was in real life. And who I would have to become mm-hmm. to be a, a, a rapper or, you know I mean, a musician on social media, right? Um or at least to blow up in the way I wanted to blow up, right? Because um, I could have gone the slower route and still been making music. But you know what, that wasn't for me, man. But I, I say that to say that, you know, one of the most critical philosophical struggles of the next five and I will say 10 years is that is sort of how do we coexist? Or how do we um, split our existence? Between this digital space and this physical space, because now we have to have our phones and we now we have to have certain sources of media just to engage in just to engage in the community, you know what I'm saying? You disconnected if you don't got social media, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, yo, I you could follow up, bro, take <laughs> us home, or we can leave it there, man. I'm gonna let you choose.
0: Um, I mean, I i love. I've always been a fan of an ambiguous ending. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, but yeah, just, I guess the last thing I want to say is that it's, it's, it's a little scary for sure. And it's like, you know, I, I think we are lucky enough to have been born in this really like Goldilocks zone of, I think you're right, <laughs> you yeah. know, of growing up without it, but then being able to adopt it later on Yeah. versus being born with it. Like, being born into the digital age, we're like uh-huh. having an iPad at three years old, and this is all you know is digital. You know, it's just, it's so strange to me that.
1: It's just like they're having another, like another limb. Yeah. It's, it's just as normal as it's that. It's
0: become a part of us, and it's like, I, I'm no better. My phone stays on me 24-7. Yeah. I I I've been, As I get older, I try to disconnect more. I, I, I take my screen time very seriously. I don't know if y'all, you should be doing that, but. I, I, I've been on, I've been <laughs> bad the
1: last few months, I won't lie, yeah. but. It's it's an up and down thing, man. Oh, you no, know? for sure. For I have sure. some. I have months where I'm like I'm good, yeah. and months where I'm like this bad. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I, I try my best to like really keep my screen time under a certain time, and and be mindful of those things. But again, it just I feel like we we were born in this Goldilocks perfect zone of growing up without it and knowing what it's like to really be alive and have the human experience without these yeah. things where. The digital age was a luxury, really. That's what it was. Versus now, like, the digital age is a reality. Like, people's reality.
1: Damn, son. I, I'm going
0: to keep it. I'm going to it.
1: Leave there. it there, because I feel like that's the best way to end it, man. <laughs> I I have things that I would say, but that would just spoil it. The I would just like to reiterate it, because I think that is a really good takeaway. If we get, if anybody gets anything from this podcast, man, um, they're going to get a lot out of this podcast, but... The digital age used to uh, used to be a luxury, and yeah. now the digital age is reality. Yeah, I'm putting that in a book. <laughs>